0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Comic Chronicle Podcast. I'm your guys' host, Dakota Morgan, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. Hopefully, you guys are, again, this is is a time of recording. Quarantine is still happening. Washing your hands, guys. I hope you guys are doing it. You're obeying your laws and whatnot, too. Please stay safe. The world's going topsy-turvy. But You know what? Here at the podcast studio, we are not. Well, my home studio, to be honest. We are not going crazy. Maybe your host is already a little bit crazy, but besides the point here, we have a really great guest on the show today, Matthew Bordenav is on the show, he is a storyboard artist on Flashpoint Paradox, Death of Superman, Justice League action, a little bit of Spider-Man, so much shit, so much, and we've talked, we we're going to talk about that, like we, well we did, pass, I record this now, after I just talked to him, I literally just talked to Matthew, we talked about that, we talked about what being a storyboard artist is, as well as uh, Comic-Con's, thing of the past. We talked about like how they're now probably extinct. Well, hopefully not extinct. And um, we talked about so much fun stuff here. A lot of inspirational, motivational stuff too. for artists out there who are stuck in predicaments right now. Especially right now that are weird predicaments. So hopefully guys enjoy this episode. And if you do like it, or you want more free podcasts because they're going to be remaining to be free. Let me tell you, I'm not charging you guys. Making it clear. I couldn't charge you. I love y'all. If you guys want more free podcasts every Monday for free on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and ComicCrackle.podbean.com. The reason why I said free so many times is because I've had assholes recently that are saying, you're going to charge for the show. No, I'm not. 100%. No. So, yeah. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And, of course, if you want to follow on social media, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at Morgan 3 or on Instagram where you can see comic stuff I do and all the other jazz at Dakota underscore Morgan 97. So, yeah, folks. Thanks, you Thank you. Honestly, I want to say thank you. And not just to the fans listening right now, but I'm sending another thank you message to the first responders and essential workers and everyone in the really essential workers in general. I want to say just essential workers in general. Hospitals, everything. Grocery stores, gas stations, all of it. You guys are true heroes all the way. You're going to be remembered in the history books. You can tell your grandkids about this if you're having it. I don't know. Or whenever. You can tell them about it. You can tell kids about it. Tell people about it. You were there. You were on the front lines. Thank you, guys. We wouldn't be here where we are without you. You all rock. And I'll say it again. All content is made for you all right now. So listen when you're in the hospital, you want a break, or you're on your way home, wherever, whenever. It's for you guys. Love y'all. And so without further ado, here is my talk with Matthew. Matthew, we are recording, good man. So I, I always like to get on a record, though, because it's really formal to do, because I'm somewhat of a formal guy. Welcome to the podcast, man. Dad,
1: thanks, thanks for inviting me. Thanks for having me on. I, I saw, I saw, you know, my buddy was on here earlier, and I was like, oh, cool. You know, I get to be a part of this too.
0: Yeah. So we've there's been a, such a lineup of guests, and this is gonna sound bad. I was gonna say something, but I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna rot in hell if I say this. But I'm, you know, fuck it. Your job as a storyboard artist is an essential, basically, we're gonna use this word, essential worker in the film business. Yeah, it, it definitely
1: would, yeah. it feels that way. Um,
0: I hope people aren't mad about that comment. I really think there's gonna be some backlash. Not even a minute in, and they're like, "Fuck you, Dakota." Fair enough. No, <laughs> no,
1: nah, nah, it's. I think I, in, when it comes to film, everybody, you know, is a, um you know, everybody has a hand in it, and that's the True. thing that makes it great. Is it's it's a, it's a very collaborative experience, and you know, I, I saw like what it was like a video or a clip where these stuntmen were doing like. They had edited something where they were all fighting each other, and I was like, this is very dope. And I was like, man, stuntmen don't get enough fucking credit for the work they do. It's very yeah. creative, the stuff they you know figure out and how to make these spectacles and all these films that we love watching. It's like, you couldn't have John Wick without the stunt crew. Like, that movie just was, won't work without them.
0: Exactly. So, do you remember Walmart's campaign for filmmakers? Oh God, for their clothing lines, like, two years ago? No, no, man. Yeah. How, like, did they have, like... Refresh my memory, because I don't remember at all. It was maybe a year or two ago, and I know, I think maybe a year ago. Well, times felt like it's aged 50 years in the past month. Oh, for sure. Oh. Yeah. But um, it was, there was essentially, they had commercials on TV and in the Super Bowl, and they had it on billboards and shit like that, and it was like utility clothing and somewhat casual clothing. And it was made, and they were like, this is for the essential film- filmmakers. Everybody's important. They're like, here's some clothing for the PA. Here's some clothing for the gaffer. Like you putting Gaffer on here, this is like yeah. for, it's like holy shit. But I'm like I made a joke to one of my friends. Cause I do mostly when I work in film, I do mostly uh, live action. Okay. Sadly, I wish I could do more animation. Really do. Although I got a cartoon in the works. But besides the point. Nice. Uh, thank you. You know, is I'm like, I made a joke and I looked, I took a picture of the robes and sent it to one of my animation friends. And I'm like, look, and what it was during the campaign? Like, here's your guys' essential clothing that Walmart's doing. And he's like, what is it? And I sent him a picture of a robe. Here you go. Uh, <laughs> kind of an asshole thing to do. I know, but still. <laughs> like, this, they're not going to make like the utility clothes for animators. I'm sorry. I wish they would, but still.
1: No, I, I think the, to me, I, I make a joke about it. Um, so every every generation i call like you know blank blank mafia right so the older you know disney generation they're the hawaiian shirt mafia um so you know they're always like hawaiian shirt dress pants or jeans and you know whatever shoes they've been wearing for for a while and then my generation i I dubbed it or or my friend i think my friend came up but she's like we're we're the plaid shirt mafia so you always see someone with like a red plaid shirt you know um just jeans converses or vans or what you know whatever and you, you'll know when you see it you know it's oh, yeah. like oh it's like so there's there's definitely an animation uh worker wardrobe that exists and, and, and it is a you know probably
0: a robe right now for a lot of people working from home but so what is this what know? is this generation that's going to be because we're calling them the cl- uh or something like that oh shit. and so uh, what is what would it be for mafia because i find that fascinating because it's really cool actually.
1: That's a good question. I have to come back with an answer, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the new classes or what the, you know, the convenio, you know, term would be. You know, would, you know, uh, maybe it has to relate to something like with whatever mask mm. they decide to wear. You know, like, yeah, uh, every, you know, everybody's, you know, wearing different masks nowadays because it's hard to get certain ones. So, like, yeah, I don't know. That's a, but that is an, an amazing question, and I wish at this point in time we'd be like ah here's the answer, but I just don't have it because we're all kind of locked away, so it's hard to see.
0: Everything, right? It's gonna hit you in the middle of the night, Matthew. I'm so sorry. (laughs) You're gonna be sleeping in your bed. Oh, damn it, Dakota. What have you done? Like, oh, here we go. Email like two o'clock in the morning. Here it is, bitch. (laughs) there you go. Oh, okay. I'll be, I'll probably still be up, but still. Uh, But yeah, like it's, I don't know, it's an interesting, these interesting times we are in. But you said you're working in your dining room, so you're still working though.
1: Yeah, we're still, we're still working. I don't even know what, like. If it was announced, what it? but I'm working. I'm
0: working, and it's Don't announce it, sir. You could you could maybe say after, after if you want, after the recording's over, but don't say on the air. Or not on the air, yeah, on the yeah. on recording. I don't, I don't know anymore. I just, like... It's true. Everything's a
1: blur to, to, so far, at least for the last year for me, in terms of projects. It's just like, mm. you know, you work on one and you go on another, and I'm like, was this discussed publicly? Whatever, so I just had best to be like, it's DC-related.
0: Yeah, there was there was one I almost announced because I work for SGGS Comics, shout out to them, and I write five comic series for them. Three of them are published, two of them are not. And I was talking to one guest on here month, a couple months ago when I was working on one, and currently I'm still working, I'm still writing scripts for them, and we're dealing with a whole bunch of online stuff, digital. But I was talking about one, and they're like, whoa, what's one of the ones unpublished? And I kind of went into it, and I said, wait, hold on here. I'm going to get in so much trouble if I keep going. Like oh yeah. shit no! Like fans are gonna like it. Everyone that's read it has loved it in the concept, but you just you can't spoil anything about it. Like oh shit, can't do that. Nah, not at all. Yeah, it's it, it's 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 so weird, you know. Also
1: because it's, I think it doesn't hurt if you do. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't. But I, like, it's like ride that momentum. because yeah. once it's out there and people are talking about it, it's like cool. Let's create a new strategy for people to continue to have these conversations. And that's what's, you know, that's important. And I think, um, you know, I think it could be better in, in the comics and animation spectrum of, like, how to promote and how to discuss the stuff in a way that can continue to excite people and, 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 and in a way to, you know, build the property as well. You know, it's we're, we're ways away from that. Batman movie coming out, and they, you know, I kind of like how they've been given, you know, pieces here and there. Hmm. Whether the whether or not you like the bats,
0: whether you like it, it you have to, you're talking about it. Yeah, that's true. Know? But that's because, and it's building I, buzz. yeah, I so every, you know, I think how this started of when it was quote unquote leaked was with the Deadpool movie. I swear to God, was when they released that video, quote unquote, they leaked with that yeah. test footage. Yeah, God, eight years ago, eight, ten years ago now. Yeah it had to have started then that had to be because all the time you see the shit of oh it leaked but it's 100 percent professionally done so yes come on come on
1: yeah they i mean it's yeah i think deadpool put it on you know create that strategy for at least blockbusters or something for the superhero genre but Mm. like they were doing it you know in the music industry for a while. It's like, all oh, this single oh, yeah. leak. And it's like, no, you guys are emailing the bloggers to put this out there. Like, how, how did a blogger, you know, back in the 2007, you know, when blogging was big for rap, it was just kind of like, you know, they're emailing people this stuff and they're putting it online and then, you know, saying it's leaked. So it's, it's, it's definitely a marketing tactic for some people. Um, I remember one of the iPhones was like, oh, the iPhone stuff got leaked because the person left the iPhone in a bar. And I was like, oh, shit, nobody leaves... Like that thing in a bar and no. someone's smart enough to take apart a phone and figure out its specs. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah,
0: you so. immediately you how often if you pull your phone out and leave it on the table at a restaurant in a public place? I mean, both you and I have a lot of contacts that if it ever you lose your <laughs> phone, we're fucked for an immediate yeah. amount of time. I got some celebs on my phone and I know I will never work again if my phone is lost. You yeah. don't leave that behind. You're full. Even drunk me knows, like, well, oh, there's my phone. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm good. I got it. I didn't leave it at the bar. Yeah, I mean, it's also human nature for people to, you know, pick up something that someone left and go, excuse me, did you dropped this. Like, you know, whatever. Like, I said it's human nature. Whatever. Yeah, like, I'm know, like, wait a minute, like, sir. Hey, hey. I grew up in Chicago. I want to <laughs> respectfully decline that. It's not always human nature. <laughs> Hold on here. Yeah, but,
1: you know, so it's like mostly that is something that's done if you forget something. So, like, I yeah like oh i forgot it uh, yeah anyway leaks are you know we've now theorized that leaks are bullshit
0: exactly that's where we're at today let it be known on this episode of the podcast <laughs> you you mentioned some, bloggers some. i'm gonna say some i don't want any exactly yeah, 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 yeah
1: coming
0: coming this way it's uh, like producers are like hey you're fired oh shit <laughs> like, <laughs> oh crap <laughs> Uh, well, I, you mentioned a word, you mentioned something bloggers And if people hear noises by the way I said it before the recording I'll tell you in an intro If you guys hear noises I am in my home studio And my cat is like going nuts um, But Pets It's better than having a real kid uh, the, <coughs> only 23 but still uh, I have a weird thing You just made me think about this And I've never put these pieces together for, I'm not even bullshitting you Podcasters The new bloggers
1: possibly. You know, I mean, I think the great thing about podcasters is they're doing a lot of things that you got, you know, you guys are kind of taking control of of a lot of things now. It's, you know, back in the day, you would have to go to the radio if you wanted to promote something. Mm. Or if somebody you know, wanted, I'm, you know, I'm a huge basketball fan. And, and, you know, back then if a player wanted to say something, they would have to kind of control the media, right. They would, you know, they'd hit up specific writers and stuff like that. You know, Kobe Bryant would be like, let me contact Bill Simmons and be like, I need you to tell this type of story. Or let me contact this person. Now if you have a podcast or you're, you're friends with someone in a podcast, you can take ownership of the story and the narrative and go on there and go, this is what really happened or this is, this is that. So I think, you know, uh, are you guys, I think it, to say you guys are just the new bloggers is, is cutting it small. Like you guys are way bigger than that. You're, there's a lot of things that podcasters are nowadays. And so like, hmm. you know, I think, um, think about, uh, Sarah Koenig who did, um, fuck, what was her thing?
0: Oh, um, Oh God. Serial. When she did Serial. Yeah, like yeah, think yeah. about what Serial did. Like it changed how people looked
1: and investigated crimes, in a way right it was kind of like now you go to youtube and there's nothing but true crime youtube channels right? oh there's, god there's, yes. there's nothing but you know and so it's it's, it's things like that it's kind of it's it's reshaping the narrative of how we tell stories mm. so it's like you know podcasters are storytellers as well
0: it's true there's so many audio stories that they tell like um oh god oh welcome to night veil vale is one uh, the one's kind of lower now. It used to be so popular, and there were so many. Just so many. There's so many talk show stuff on there, and yeah, like it was. It was one of those things. That for me, it was blogging at first, and it was just. I first had a couple episodes. I'm like, oh, why not? And then I started bringing on guests. This is before I started working in the arts and in film and comics and stuff like that. And then it actually gave me a career with it. And so I'm always thankful for podcasts because I met people, made connections, and got jobs. And now, flash forward two years, actually have a career. So it's like. You with podcasts, it is true. You're right. You but I like to say you don't know what happens with them. It could just be a fan thing. It could be some like people. There's one a kaiju cast I used to listen to, it. Giant Monster Talk Only. Right? They have such a fan base. They have their own Comic Con stuff now. Like it's nuts. It's such a weird and it's getting more and more popular as the time goes on. But apparently, yeah. believe it or not, I heard from friends of mine with bigger shows, believe it or not, and they said, hey our listeners are down. Mine are up, but they said, the listeners are down. Thank you. And I'm like, why? And he said, well, because people mostly listen to podcasts when they're driving or when they're walking somewhere or out and about yeah. or at work. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that's right. That's true. You know, you listen to it maybe every now and then at home, but it's kind of tough to do that when you're at home, you got family, friends, acquaintance, or significant other animals, whatever. It's just tough to do that, but when you're working, it helps you get through the work day faster, and that's why people listen to them. Hey folks, Dakota here with a little bit of an ad break, but this is one you definitely want to listen to if you guys are a comic fan, which you are if you're listening to the show. You guys like comics and you like reading them in person, well, let me tell you, go to on the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. This is not just a hype thing for this ad, let me tell you. I've been going there for years, I've had Cam Brown on the show all the time. Such a good guy, it's such a good community, everyone who works there, they know you, they, you get your box number, you get your thing, you get all you need to do there, you get your collectible toys, car, whatever it may be, comics. It's all there for you guys. That's Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. Here's the address, 5801 West Glendale Avenue, Glendale, Arizona, in downtown Glendale. And if you guys want to visit them, you can visit them draw, drawn to comics.com Or find them on social media And the number 623-847-9090 to give them a call. Definitely, guys, I love going to the store. And this is not a fucking lie. I love going. It's so amazing. Thanks, everyone. And hopefully, you guys check them out if you're in Arizona or maybe passing through. Remember, guys, Drawn the Comics. Go check it out for your books. Reading books in person is so much better than digital. But I love digital too, so it's a little bit of a toss up. Support brick and mortar companies. We definitely need you to. Thanks everyone. And now without further ado, I'm gonna take it back to a future me.
1: No, yeah, no, hundred yeah. percent. I mean, yeah, I mean I had a buddy who, who worked um, he was working for Blizzard but where he lived wasn't close to Blizzard. And he would just he, you know, listen to podcasts every day, um, on his on his way home. You know, or to, to work. And so for me, you know, I have friends that have podcasts also. And, and sometimes they're like, oh, did you listen to the episode? And I'm like, for me, when working, uh, you know, I have a lot of meetings sometimes. And mm. then there's sometimes, you know, I'm listening to the audio and I have to think. And it's hard for me to listen to podcasts while working because, you know, sometimes I'll press pause and I'll be like, all right, let me go handle this. And let me go talk to this person over here. Let me go figure this thing out. Mm. And then after I figure it out, I'll press play again. And then sometimes it's like, what was going on you know it's easy for me to lose track so i try to like listen to it in certain like if i'm in the cleanup phases of storyboards where i kind of know what needs to be drawn and what needs to be fixed and you know it's like okay i'm i know what to do so it's easy for me to listen to this stuff at this moment but in in the rough phase nah i can't i can't do it um
0: I hear you know, that a lot, dude. too much going on. Yeah, I hear that a lot. Like one of the other podcasts I do, uh, Film World podcast, you know, because might as well get behind the scenes of everything I work in, right? Uh, God, no wonder I don't get invited to shit. But, but um, that one, you know, people tell me we work in it as, uh, I get told they work in it in studios to do VFX and stuff. But I feel it with you on that because, you know, I couldn't do that. It depends on the job. Like when I'm writing a comic book script, I can't listen to a podcast. I can't because it's just like the words are intertwining and shit like that. I asked around. Apparently, that's the case with a lot of people. Like, when you're writing a script of words, it turns into it just you get you start typing weird stuff that you're listening to or loose track, and especially if it's a story thing and whatnot. And but it well, that's why I listen to music, but you can do it when you're working on other projects. So it's just that weird medium that like everybody has their own. I call it flavor flave. God, that shows where I'm from, but oh, God, yeah, yeah. But, you know everyone has their own little thing with it it's just a weird medium that no one ever expected you know it's just, it just popped up and now it's part of everyone's everyday lives
1: yeah for sure it's it, I mean I think it's great um uh, yeah. and it, it, there's so much there's so much now that it's kind of hard to be like well what do I want to listen
0: to exactly you know? exactly uh, and that's good that you know that's not real that's not a real problem like it's just like was an embarrassment of riches, basically. So, first world problems. You mean? Is that what yeah. you're trying to say? Oh, there was one. you ever listened to those horror ones?
1: I do. You know what? Sometimes they're I do, nuts. and sometimes like I like don't follow anymore, and I get mad because I do love the horror stuff. I think yeah. there's a YouTube channel called Bedtime Stories where they kind of it's very horror. Oh and,
0: man, yeah. There's oh,
1: and sometimes yeah, I'll be listening to it, and then like I just like I somehow unfocus. And just be like, "Oh, what happened? Like, I totally forgot what happened." Um, so, yeah, I don't know.
0: Because um, it gets so trippy, dude, and it's it's so weird. It's so weird.
1: Yeah, they're all they're all great though, too.
0: Yeah, you're yeah. just like, um, like, oh, did this happen? How did this happen? When is the timeline? You know,
1: and and just like what. The, the, the interesting thing to, for me is, like, well, if everybody's at home right now, where are these ghost stories at? Like, all of a sudden, ghost stories just dropped off. Like, earlier
0: we yeah. were talking about how, like,
1: <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, like, yeah. you get those spam phone calls and they dropped off when, when COVID happened. It's like, ghost stories just dropped off, too. So like, Well, you're stuck
0: at home. You're going to want to stay at a place where it's haunted real bad and it's like, you see all that stuff every day. What happened to that guy? He just killed himself. <laughs> like, this is <laughs> all that happened. Like, just, he just shot himself. Why? He lived in the house with, like, ten ghosts. What are you going to do? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like... Say you got stuck in you. Remember, oh, here's a throwback for you. Thirteen Ghosts the movie. Imagine getting stuck oh, in that man. quarantine, man. Imagine, Matthew. What are you gonna I, do? I, rem- I remember um, my friend
1: of mine was like, "I like I want to watch Thirteen Ghosts," and he decided to watch it. And he was like, "That Uh-oh. movie's garbage." And I was like, "What made you remember that it was a good movie?" Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's> true. <laughs> There's a yeah. you know anything from what two I, I feel like the early two thousands is, is a dark period for a lot of things for film mm.
0: for TV
1: fashion mm. comics probably
0: the world um, <laughs> the world the world is a dark place in the yeah, early 2000s. it was so, like don't watch anything from that era like I can't think of one good thing that really came from that point in time Blade
1: I think someone will be like The Matrix and you're like all right fair one fucking good thing Blade but Blade yes
0: two things uh, you, sir.
1: I have a question for you.
0: Were you at San Diego Comic-Con when Blade got announced? I was not. Uh, Wait, wait, okay, okay, hold on, hold on here. You may be thinking I'm a lot older than I am. You mean Blade (laughs) of, like, the recent announcement? Yeah. Oh, the new Blade, because I'm like, wait a minute. I don't think there's a Comic-Con that big. Um, MCU Blade. MCU Blade. I was not. I was at work, my day job at the zoo when I used to do that. Okay. And I wanted, I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. Matthew, when I heard that MCU Blade was coming, and this may you you sound very skeptical, like, I cheered. I was like, "Fuck yes!" I like was like 100 percent on board. Like about time. And people were like, "What's going on with Dakota?" And I showed them. And people were like, "What are you freaking out about that phone?" I'm like you don't understand. This is everything. Was, no, no, no. I wasn't
1: skeptical. It, to me, I was just saying it, um, it was funny to me because I remember going to. Um, we were at Hilton Bayfront, and we were about to have the Young Justice DC Universe panel. It was like DC Universe panel, Young Justice, Harley Quinn, or yeah. <laughs> And I remember going up the escalator, and I just remember like looking at my phone, and it was like, Blade just got announced in Hall of H. And it's like, everybody was looking at their phone the same time, really? and everybody was excited. It was like this weird thing that like everyone was getting the message that Blade was happening. And I just remember walking in the Hilton Bay front and everybody be like, oh, fuck
0: yeah. Like, this has happened. Everyone's like, all cheering. And they're like, yes!
1: Yes! Yeah, it was like the first time I've kind of witnessed something like that where we're, you know, at Comic-Con at least. I mean, Comic-Con, everybody's receiving the information all at the same time. Like, yeah. You get to yeah. really witness the reaction to everything. Like, you know, I remember like, waiting in hall h line one time and and then like you know we're all in line and they're like this the such and such got announced and then you're just, like everyone's just, like passing it along to the next person like whoever was in front of you was like turns to the left and is like hey they're doing this movie and then you know that discussion happening but it was like it was very weird to see everyone looking up looking down at their phone at the same time, and looking up with excitement and everybody for me it was like oh we all just found out blade is happening and marcia
0: Mahershala Ali's behind it, you know? Couldn't be better. Could yeah. not Perfect. be better. I loved him as Cottonmouth. I think, yeah, Cottonmouth. I haven't said that villain's name in forever. In Luke Cage? Yeah. Oh. No, he's great. Oh, I called my... I think I... If I remember right, I actually texted my dad, because he's a big fan, too. He's a big fan of that actor, and then also him and Luke Cage, and of Blade. So I texted him, and he's like, this is the best news I've heard all day. I'm like, Yes! It's like you just shout out to you, Jason. But you know, it was one of those things where I think every every Marvel fan sensed something was going on. We all knew something happened. But it is Comp, San Diego Comic Con, so we're all looking down at our phones, anyways. Well, you were there, yeah. so you got yeah, lucky. It was,
1: yeah, it was weird. I mean, I had a friend. The other crazy thing is, I, my friend Elise was in Hall H,
0: mm.
1: And, um, she, you know, she was, like, texting me as things were being announced, and she, I was like, yo, send me photos. Like, I want to see, like... She's like, uh, Jane Foster is coming back in store. Like, I was, like, getting... But then when Blake got announced, I told her, and she's like, how did you find out? You're not even in Hall 8. And I was, like, I was like, yo, Twitter is just... Fa-. That was the moment where I was like, Twitter is the fastest thing on the planet, because it got tweeted, and then that information got passed on to me. I'm just passing you on the information, you know, and so I thought that was really weird that... She was like, I didn't even know this was happening.
0: Like You beat her to the punchline. She's like, Who told you? You behind the yeah, scenes like, knowledge. I'd be like skeptic like Matthew, who told you? How long <laughs> have you known and kept this secret from me? <laughs> yeah, what did you I, know? I was like, Oh,
1: I didn't you know, I, I just knew forty seconds faster at that moment.
0: Yeah. You know? That's true. Yeah, it's just weird. It's a weird time we live in, man. And you know what's bumming me out? It's now I'm thinking about this, is we're not gonna get that this year. Fuck, it's like it's weird to think about San Diego's not happening.
1: It's, it, it's, it's yeah. Trippy. I mean, it's i really
0: remember I woke up and saw the news, and I was just kind of like, man, this sucks, but it's
1: it's for the safety of everybody. Because yeah. I mean, have you have you been to San Diego at all?
0: I have not. Yeah, for, I have not okay. been able to yet. I think next year I was going to be a guest, if I remember correctly, and I don't know what's going to happen with that. But I was supposed to be a guest at a couple things for cons this year, but that all got canceled. So I'm hoping next year if it's open crossing fingers yeah Or oh, not as a guest um, not as a not as a i guess like i just go and just but as like a um oh god damn it not an attending person but a guest like i'm invited to go yeah professional as a professional yeah yeah uh yeah i mean i've I've been going for a
1: while and, and so i was just thinking like being there it's very packed you're you know you're you're very like you walk so slow because there's so many people and and mm. there's this it, it, there's no way you can do it in this this year. There's no way. It's 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 so big. It's really good for the city of San Diego. Uh, a lot of people like they're like, man, it makes like about like four million plus. The city just makes a lot of money. Was, you know, uh, there's certain hotels where you can just run into certain comic artists or you see certain actors just like kind of fucking walking around. It's like a big party. It's like a big party for just nerd culture and, mm. and the entertainment industry. And and it just there's no I was just like man, it sucks. That we don't get this, you know, nerd all-star weekend, but it's for the good of everyone. Because let's just say if a second wave was to happen, to me,
0: Comic-Con would be the beginning of that second wave. Oh, and yeah. Too too, much, too many people in
1: in tight spaces or just too many people around each other. Just, you know, it's that thing would spread so easily and so quickly. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, have you always gone as a professional? I guess we'll call it. I No, I, I think um
1: i've been going since 2007 i've been going since i think Oh yeah. yeah 2007 i think i was a uh what is it, a sophomore or junior in college and and then i think
0: 2012 i started going as a professional oh, but i remember okay. yeah i remember it's so funny
1: it's a funny story uh, i remember going me and my best friend we went and we were at the iron man panel and you know, John Favreau was like,
0: "Our Fopper oh, was like,
1: we do Iron Man, we're not gonna do that much CG." And me and my best friend looked at each other like, "Bullshit, you can't do fucking Iron Man without, question, <laughs> right?" Like, he's yeah. yeah. like, "We're gonna do practicals." And so, you know, there, he was like, "We're, gonna, you know, I'm gonna be on the floor signing things and answering questions later." And, and then, you know, me and my best friend would go down, and they had this cool little Iron Man booth where I still have it, where they're they're pa- passing out like Tony Stark. Um, external thumb drives. Are you shitting like 5, me? like 502 megabytes and I think it had the trailer on it and some other stuff, right? And it said Start Industries on it.
0: Oh I, my God. I still have it. But it's like 512 megabytes. You can like barely put anything on there nowadays. Um, it's true, but it's still collect- I'm a collector. I'm a collector, <laughs> yes. dude. I'm sorry. I, you, some say hoarder. I say collector. But it's. I can still walk around in my house. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And so I remember, like, we walked up to
1: John Favreau, and, you know, he's finding the posters that you see in Iron Man 2, where that kid was like, you, you know, whatever whatever oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. posters they had at the Stark Expo, that was the poster for, uh, that was a Comic-Con poster for Iron Man 1. And we were just, like, badgering him with fucking questions about, like, how he was going to make the movie. And that was, like, you know, the year before Iron Man comes out. Iron Man comes out.
0: It's a big fucking hit. I think it's 2008, right? Because it's, like, Iron Man yeah, and Yeah, 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 it's 2008. And- and, and so then I remember like going back to Comic-Con
1: and they were like, you know, Marvel's in Hall H. And I think one of your listeners might be smarter or remember going, like, Marvel was always in Hall H. like But it was like, I couldn't, I went from one year of being able to sit in an Iron Man panel to the next year not even being, I was at, like, I was so close to Hall H, you know, and they weren't letting anybody in if you weren't pressed. Like, Ooh. I'm just standing at the, You know, right before you walk into the place, like not outside. Like I'm in the building, Mm -hmm. and they're showing the Iron Man 2, and I was so mad. I was like, Yo! Last year I was able to sit through this panel. Last year I was able to bug the fucking director and get a poster and and an external hard drive, or I mean, like a thumb drive. And this year, Iron Man is so big. Comic Con has gotten so big that you know, I remember the biggest guest back in the day was um, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman showed up, and that was the biggest thing back in when in you know early. Before Comic-Con became this big thing It was like, oh my god, Hugh Jackman is coming Now hmm. it's like every fucking celebrity from any TV show was
0: there You were you at know? the birth of the new con, man That's yeah, what I'm much. getting from this Is You you saw, that's pretty good You got to meet John Favreau too And I You want to make me so any more jealous, Matthew? Matthew. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Like, Come on, man You're, Come on You're like stepping left. You're really putting that salt in the wound now <laughs>
1: It's not like that anymore. It's not as it's not as easy. There's been like so many in the earlier days. There's so many times where you just accidentally run run into people. I mean, I think this year or last year, I accidentally literally ran into Mike Coulter because I was walking and he was at this little table doing an autograph signing. And I was like looking at something, and then like I turned just in time to be like, "Oh shit! There's Luke Cage!" Like like (laughs) I walked into him because there was no security or anything to stop people from walking behind him but there was a line in front of him from, from signing things and so I was just like oh shit like that's the only you know time that I've accidentally but the years prior to that me and my best friend we'd go and we'd have a bet of like who can run into the most famous person and then he ran into like two people from Walking Dead back when Walking Dead was like the big oh, thing Yeah, and we were, we were like I I was like oh I ran into uh, Luke from Modern Family and he's like we were like like we were just playing this game We just made this game Of like Who can you run into Take a picture and take That's,
0: pretty some That's pretty good That's pretty
1: good You can't do that
0: anymore No it's, it's, The, the oh, thing no. is just so much bigger That if you do run into someone It's purely on accident Of just like
1: Either being in that hotel Or just happening to be in that bar Or like You know I remember uh, The Nerd HQ parties That um, The guy from Chuck Fuck what's his name um,
0: Oh god Um, You're testing my knowledge Matthew Shit Um. <laughs> I would say it's Zach something, you know? Yeah, it's not Zach out No. No, no, not at all. Zach Levi? No. Yeah, Zach Levi. Oh, is it Zach? No. I think it's Zach Levi. If we're we're wrong, the internet can yell at us. That's true. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah, the
1: Nerd HQ parties used to be, like, so easily accessible. And now they're not as much. I think they'll have one that's, like, strictly for celebrities. And then there's one that's, like, for open. But I remember back in the day, Nerd HQ parties were, like, Hey, you go to this bar and they had Xboxes set up so you could play games and then you know, it was like music playing and it was very like for any type of person, it, it this is the party for you. If you wanna mm-hmm. drink and dance, you can do that. If you wanna play video games, you can do that. If you wanna be a wallflower, you can do that. Like it was very like and and now it's like not exactly like that, but it I just remember it was like it was it was super different every it, it just kept
0: getting more and more VIP ish. You know, it's of, yeah, you know, as we went along. yeah. There was one year back in Chicago. This is the last Comic Con. I think it's people probably are like, what the hell, uh, talking about things that don't exist anymore. I'm like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there was one. I'm not gonna get in trouble, but it was C2E2, oh, six, seven years ago, and it was an actress from The Walking Dead who may or may not have played Andrea. Okay. And we were waiting in line. I spent most of my money on collectible stuff. I was kind of younger at the time. And I didn't, you know, I, she's my sister's waiting in the line. She's going to get Andrew's autograph and stuff. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm waiting. I meet up with her back in line. I get in line. She gets up there and she's like, oh, what's your name? And she gets the autograph she pays for and shit. And there's, of course, that person sitting next to her, right? You know, that person <coughs> takes the money and puts his name on a sticky note and shit. She, lo- and I tell her, well, and she's like, oh, you getting one? Like, no, 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 no. And the actress looks up at me and then my sister, and she looks back up to me. She's like, you're not getting one, honey. And I'm like, you know, I only get a little bit of fine out about. I only get a little bit of money at the time. I only had a little, I think it was really on his allowance or some shit. And so I was like, oh, and I have a little bit of money here. And I spent it all on collectibles. And she's like, I know. That, and she kind of leans in a little. She clasps her mouth. She's like, come here, come here. I know they're expensive. I, I don't like charging this much. Shh. And the person, her liaison, is like talking to somebody. She secretly grabs. like a headshot takes and she's like what's your name and i tell her and she's like it's free don't worry about it and she she gave me i'm fucking telling you the truth it's sitting on my i'm looking at it right now behind me yeah it's it's signed everything to my name and i think it's uh, let me say uh i know how the trigger works and it's and she signed and she gave it to me for free and i'm like thinking about it the other day and i I was dusting everything in the workshop because bored quarantine and it was a break and I'm thinking yeah. about it, and you're right, things have changed because there's no way anybody could get away with that. No way. Yeah. You couldn't do that. You'd get so, even if you're Andrew Lincoln, you would get yelled at by your liaison or a handler because a handler's probably taking some of that cash too. Hey, oh, yeah, for sure. They're definitely taking some of that money. Yeah. you. you there's like that story I tell people every now and then, and I don't tell it too often so I don't get it in trouble, but I don't think I don't think it will really happen. And it just tells yeah. you times have changed at Comic Con. You are right, sir. <laughs> you are so right. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, I don't know. So that was kind of like, you know, it's sad news because, the, you know, there's a lot of, you know, Comic-Con itself employs a lot of people. Um, I, you know, I have a lot of friends that, you know, Artist alleys where they make their income. Um, yeah. Artists, yeah. you know, conventions in general. Artist alleys, you know, a good chunk of their income, and they can't do that. So, I mean, uh, part of me is like, you know, for the for the good of the people and, and for the health of a lot of people, it's great. Um, financially, it's going to affect a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Um, and that sucks, but you know, it now it, it's the time to re strategize how we operate and how we do
0: things. 100%. Well, 100%. Yeah. And well, let's get off, uh, let's get on a happier topic, <laughs> shall, shall we? <laughs> you know, if people are like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. Well, you said you've been working a little bit here, and I'm curious because you know, people clicked it, yeah, they should know, but if you b- might as well, we're half an hour in, but fuck it. Can you give people, like, a quick little rundown on what a storyboard, what you do, really, what a storyboard or artist does on Twister? Uh, yeah, so what we do is,
1: um, it's funny because when I was in school, this was, like, the the first question on the test. And, really? And it was, like, you have to answer, yeah. Um, oh, fair. You have to answer perfectly, oh. and I don't know the answer anymore, so I deserve an <laughs> F if my teacher ever listens to this. But basically, we get, a, we get a script, and then um, the script is kind of the guideline, the blueprint we follow, and, and we draw... Uh, we draw everything out it's a you know storyboards a visual representation of script it for live action it kind of excuse me uses previs work for the directors um f- either the first you know either the director or the second unit director right uh and so it's pre-visualization basically and so for animation we're the blueprint for the animators so we get a script um i'm gonna bring up jeremy adams who's one of your guests Ooh. you know
0: yeah, um, good guy.
1: so yeah and so he wrote more Kombat. so i get you know jeremy's script and then he'd be like all right scorpion uh s- sneaks into the room and he just you know kills two guards and then you know once he kills the two guards he takes the sword out and use it uses the sword to um open up the secret passageway to this tunnel and, it, and my job is to go okay how do i visually represent that how do i make this idea work and how do I make it look cool? How do I make it follow what my producer wants, what my director wants? And I think we're, you know, we're answering to another realm. So how do I make this something that Ed Boone would like? Right. So like, mm. those are things that I have to think of as a storyboard artist. And then you rough it out or you can thumbnail it and thumbnails is just little tiny drawings. And you could, you could pitch those to your director or your producer. Uh, and, you know, sometimes, you know, on, on Mortal Kombat, for example, um, you know, I'll draw something out and Ethan Spaulding was the director. Who's one to me? He's one of the best directors and in the industry. And I go, Ethan, uh, can you take a look at this? And I'll you know I'll pitch it to him. I'd be like, all right, you know, Scorpion comes in. He's like this. He does this or this, and then he's like, yeah, 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 that's cool. But what if you know? he might come in and, with his suggestions, you know, and um, and so then after you rough it, uh, we have a rough review, and 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 so our roughs are, are seen by. Our supervising producer, which for Mortal Kombat was Rick Morales and, and Ethan, and they sit down in this uh, review, uh, and you know they have notes, and they go, you know, I think this scene needs to look like this. I think this shot needs to be more of an upshot. I think we need to add extra pose here. I think, and and so then we get those notes, and then we apply those notes while we clean up our boards, and that's the clean and revision phase. And so uh, we're just adjusting the things that we do um, to what our what our producer and directors want. And, um, I know for, um, animated features, if you ever listen to the commentaries or just anyone who worked on Spider-Verse, they were constantly, I think, revising their stuff and look how great that movie turned out. And so, um, the process is always different, you know, but I think the main, my main job as a storyboard artist is to,
0: you know, take what the script has and make it cool. Basically. Basically make magic is what I like to call this <laughs> stuff. You, I call you animators because I have a couple friends of mine who are animators, artists in general. You, Even the artist who works on, shout out to you, Paul, that works on my own books and VFX artists. You guys are magic makers. You guys are the true magicians. I swear to, I don't know how the hell you can take it from words to art. It, it blows my mind. I'm not blowing you or anything like that, Matthew. I'm being <laughs> honest. 100% honest. It always blows my mind. Every time.
1: I mean, and I mean, sitting in the seat I'm in, I mean, it blows my mind too to work with, um, you know. For I'm just gonna keep talking about Mortal Kombat because it's the most recent thing that I can discuss at this time. You know, thank you, NDAs.
0: I was was like, thank (laughs) Thank you, NDAs.
1: Yeah, thanks, NDAs. (laughs) Um, uh, But yeah, I mean, I remember coming into that crew, and I was like the third person coming in, and my buddy DJ was on it, my buddy Milo was on it, and I saw what Milo and DJ were doing, and I was like, holy shit! You know, it just made it easier for me to understand what i had to do but you know i'm still blown away by other you know i i'm just like anybody else when i see storyboard work or animation work Mm -hmm. like i saw the line which is a french animation studio they did this really dope commercial and it was for a bike and i was like this is fucking amazing you know like um so yeah i mean it's 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 weird it really is weird to see a sentence and what that sentence turns into yeah um it's, yeah, it's it's mind-boggling also. It's just like, how the fuck did anybody get from that to
0: that? Exactly. And, I mean, have you have you been doing art? Was art like that thing as you were as a kid, and you're like, hey, I want to do artwork? Or where, did you develop it later on in life? I mean, how old are you, man? If you don't mind me asking. I am,
1: <laughs> I am 32 years, years old, up? and I say that with a question because I've lost track.
0: So, oh, like I'll be honest. days anymore. I thought you were like 26. I, just, I really did. I'm like, he's 26 or something like that. He's gotta be, I was off on that. <laughs> Holy um, hell.
1: I work with someone who believes I'm 15
0: years old. So no one what? really knows my real, yeah, he makes like, he, cause he likes to make a joke about how young I look. And he's like, you're just a baby last week. So I'll edit out uh, what you said about the thirties. <laughs> no one <laughs> will know the mystery continues. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, um, you know, when
1: I was, I had two, I have two older brothers. Um, uh, and so when I was growing up, my oldest brother Brandon, he was drawing, and he, my, you know, to me, my brother Brandon was amazing because he could emulate anything he looked at. He could draw exactly like Jim Lee. He could draw exactly like Mark Silvestri. I still have some of the stuff he's drawn. Oh, I still wow. have it with me, you know. And uh, my other brother Chris, you know, he he was a fan of you know Tom McFarlane um, and Spider Man, and he. I think while my brother Brandon was able to hit and emulate artists, my brother Chris was able to. Um, capture rhythm, and he was always drawing action poses. And so uh, our neighbor, Two Houses Down, Shane, was drawing too. So, I can't, you know, at the time I was growing up, was just everybody around me was drawing. And even mm-hmm. when I was in school, our, our friend Brandon Burns was a good artist too. So I just happened to be around. I just thought, you know, drawing and, and playing uh, Street Fighter was something that everybody did. You know,
0: I just thought, uh, this is just this oh. is, this is, this is life. That you know? sounds like the life. I'm not lying to you, Matthew. <laughs> That's like just drawing all the time, playing Street Fighter? Yeah. yeah. I'd be drinking. Yeah. De- well, I mean, when we talked about beforehand, it was probably drinking maybe a little bit of pop. It tells you where I'm from, but or soda. <laughs> the, the people non-translate. I'll translate it soda. But uh, yeah, like, I that's that's interesting. So you kind of grew up with it all around you.
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah. I mean, um, my so my older brother kind of stopped, and he leaned in towards graphic design, and then uh, my my other brother Chris, you know, he kind of stopped drawing too. And So I just stuck with it, and. um you know, my parents encouraged me to just keep drawing. And when I was in school, you know, when you're in high school and you're like, oh, it's time to figure out what you want to do. Mm. I was just like, um, you know, I was in Best Buy with my dad and he was like, you want anything? And I was like, I didn't even know Batman was going to be put on DVD. You know, the whole like, I think it was like the first season or the first box set.
0: Oh, like, the oh, animated shit. series? Yeah, the animated oh. series. Oh. And I was like, oh shit. So I was like, right, I want this. And then my dad was like, all right.
1: You know, and so he bought it. And, um, and I remember like watching it and special features, they showed like an animatic and I was like, wait, you don't have to animate an animation. Like you, you can just do this and this is passable. And I was like, I want to do this. You know, I was like 17 and I was like, I, I want to do this. So then like, that was to me what, you know, I was in school and I was getting bored and you know, I was just like, I don't want to be
0: in school doing something boring yeah. you know like yeah it makes sense go, you know
1: like i don't want to go to college, you know whatever like i don't have the capacity to sit in the classroom anymore i you know, relate I hard
0: on it dude i i do I was up, yeah. yeah man
1: i was straight up falling asleep senior year in class and and it you know i was falling asleep in classes and i graduated at 3.8 so i was just bored you know like i you know like so i was just like school's boring school's yeah. easy for me let me just draw um so that's, yeah, I was just always drawing that
0: answer. Like it no, it like does. A long answer, but that's the answer to that. Oh, no, I like it, dude, because it's always good to, like, know the roots, and it's always good to, like, kind of revisit them a little bit. And people are like, well, that sounds like a time interview question. Why are you asking at Dakota? And it's, that's not your style. Like, no, I like it because it's always good to remember where you kind of started a little bit, you know? And it's good <clears> for people <throat> to listen because you never know. that like, Maybe someone's in the spot, maybe in between in your path you took and where they're at. So, you never know. They're like, oh my God, Matthew was able to, like, he just went and went for Like, I should do that too as an artist. And you just, you never know what some of those stories do for people. What, believe me, I put out some of mine and I had no idea the ramifications that would happen. Good ones. But you just, you just don't know. Well, you were a comic fan though throughout this whole time? Or is it like you started working, like, you, you picked up Batman animated series. So, I'm taking a guess you were a fan of comics. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was a, I was, a, I was
1: definitely a fan of comics. I used to go to um, – here in Los Angeles, there's this thing called – which is funny to me. It, it was like the Los Angeles uh, Comics and Science Convention, I think is the name. I, like Again, I, I feel like someone's yelling, like, no, it's this. And it used to be at the Shrine, which is like – near usc and me and my best friend and his cousin we would go and you know and i would go to those conventions but it, like so back in the day before anime becomes became so easily accessible you would, if you wanted anime in los angeles that was one of the places you'd go to because there was one guy who would sell bootleg
0: vhs tapes of like every anime we, and, oh he, he was the guy <laughs> he was the guy the, we, like, we all knew a guy animation. growing up man yeah
1: and and it's funny like you work in animation and and the people older than me were like oh yeah i was there too so it's like really
0: oh god it
1: was like it's like there's like if we can ever time travel to that point in time which would be like the first sunday of the month you would probably spot like the who's who in animation walking around trying to get like vhs tapes but yeah i mean i grew up on uh x-men punisher uh punisher warzone um Spider-Man. I remember the shitty Clone Saga. Everybody likes to make fun of. Um, yeah. You know, there was a time I was definitely reading comics, and I think that's just what it was. You know, in in the early '90s, everybody was reading comics, and then I'm not I'm not saying I grew out of it, but it was this point where I was playing sports, so it was hard to do anything because it would be like your practice you're tired you have to do homework and you go to sleep there's no time yeah. there's no either you know There was no time for anything at that point in time and then you go into high school and you're just like anime was like popping off so i'm just like yo you know i can push comics to the background because i'm more concerned what's going on over here like i just got introduced to cowboy bebop i'm watching Kenshin. like i'm watching shit you know and then you get into to, i think it was like what when did uh, Jim Lee started drawing Hush. I remember looking at oh, and finding out Jim Lee was drawing Batman, and I was like, what the fuck? And then that brought me back into
0: it. Oh, know? God, around 2004? Yeah, that some, makes sense. You, no, 100%. Yeah, yeah, four to six, I want to say. No, yeah, yeah, no, for, yeah, because
1: I remember I was in high school reading it,
0: and okay. I, that brought me back in,
1: and then, you know, you go going to college, and college is, like, a lot, so you're like, I'm not reading comics anymore because there's so much going on in college.
0: Makes and sense, then, yeah. You know,
1: I, I jump back in, you know, I jump back in and out, and I remember jumping back in when M- 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 like, damn, he's got a hard name to pronounce, We
0: started doing X Men, and I was oh, like, yeah, I know, this, yeah. <laughs> this work is amazing, and then Sarah
1: Pacelli starts, you know, I get, mm. I start seeing Sarah Pacelli shit, and I was like, she's my favorite, and, and Koipo, uh, Sammy is amazing. And, and you're just like, there's all these, I was talking to my friend earlier today. I was like, I don't know who's the talent scout at Boom Studios, but every artist they got is fucking amazing over there. <laughs> yeah. And so like, I love da- looking at Dan Moore's stuff. Uh, so I am, I mean, I haven't picked up anything recently, you know, like, but I have been, you know, I've read comics. I'm a fan of things. I mean, why, you know, that's my decision of wanting to work at, you know, wVdc because they're, they're making the best, comic related animated material
0: you know i will agree <laughs> i agree uh so we've all wanted to work on stuff in our professional careers like right now one of my comic book series the giant monsters in the vietnam war so i get to work on <coughs> kaiju and i love them with a passion don't ask i don't know why it was my first cartoon godzilla the series in 98 but oh my god yeah that says some but it, and and i'm looking at it and what is it, have you been able to work on anybody that's been your favorite? Like, have you been able to work on a couple, or not even just your all-time favorite, but have you been able to work on possibly a couple of your favorites yet? Because you've done so many fucking characters. You yeah, have. I, mean, I, I, feel, I feel spoiled. I mean, I... I, I you should. You should, Matthew. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, the CG uh, Ninja
1: Turtles that uh, was on Nickelodeon I got to work on, and I was yeah. a fan of that show before working on it, and so I was so hyped to be a part of that show, um, Justice League action, uh, which Jim Krieg and Jeremy wrote on was a lot of fun. Um, and it was cool because I remember working on that show and, and James Tucker, who was, you know, the producer for Justice League Unlimited, just running into James's office and bugging him about Justice League Unlimited. And I was just kind of like, Hey, I'm working on JLA and, I just want to know, you know, I just like asking him all these questions, and, and James Sucker
0: was so nice to answer all of them, because he, he didn't have to, you know, like, no. oh, James is yeah. a very busy guy,
1: he's got a lot going on, and he's just like, this is how we did the show, this is how we did stories, this is how we did this, and, and I learned a lot from him. Um, I don't, yeah, I mean, I've been a fan of mostly, most of the stuff I've, I've been able to do, um, you know, drawing DC characters is always fun and cool, you know, I, I was really happy to do Son of Batman and bring Damian Wayne into the world and, and Talia. And I remember, like, I remember when that movie came out and people were just like, we always thought Damian would have a British accent. I was like, what the fuck for? Like, his mom is Middle Eastern what? and his dad is American. Yeah, like...
0: I've never heard of that. No. I
1: remember seeing those complaints in the beginning. I just like, why does he talk
0: like this? Uh, it's like, uh... My name is Andrew, and I am
1: the host of a show called Rage Hunter. And on Rage Hunter, we cover the latest news and what's trending in the gaming industry, with just a hint of some sarcasm and rage. You probably have this hole, you know, this void in your life that you don't know how to fill. Well, Rage Hunter is going to fill it, and the best part is we are everywhere. iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, Podbean, Instagram, Twitter, so that way you can get as much rage in your life as possible. And some news while you're at it. So, come check us out and be a part of the greatest gaming podcast in the
0: universe. See you there. Man, you're furthering my hatred for stupid people. I, mean, I thought Corona would do that enough. But no, you furthered it away to the max now. No, I'm kidding.
1: It was probably the loudest, like, five people on the internet. But I just remember reading those comments <laughs> yeah. and just being like, like, what are you guys doing? You know. So, I, you know, Son of Batman was, was a fun project to be a part of. Because to me, that was the first time we were bringing, bringing Damien that Damian Wayne, I know there's a Damian Wayne, I believe, in Brave and the Bold, but we're bringing this, the quintessential Damian
0: Wayne. Yeah, a more truer Damian, a, d- a more yeah. truer to the character in the comics. Um, you know, I did,
1: you know, I even, I did some work on Ultimate Spider-Man and, and, and Marvel Spider-Man and I was like, I love Spider-Man. So that was, that was fun to do. Um, you know, Teen Titans was, uh, the Glamour comedy run in Teen Titans was amazing. I remember, watching that and being like whoa this show's amazing mm. and you know I would love to work on a property work on that property um, but those days are over because they're doing Teen Titans Go so I just like there's definitely some stuff I still want to do. I mean, I would love to do X Men. You know,
0: I would love to do oh, the X Men
1: cool. Blue and Gold team, the, the
0: '90s X Men that I grew up on. I would. Love oh, to not do the show. current X Men Blue or not not the like 2019 X Men Blue and Gold, but like the the original. The original, um,
1: the new one. I saw that roster and I
0: was like, "Ah, it's still fun." You know, but it, like was. it was good. You know, I mean, because in everybody's head, I feel like the team is what.
1: Cyclops, Beast, Gambit, Rogue, um, Storm, Psylocke, Jean Grey—you know, Iceman—if you want him to show up, Archangel—if you want him to be there—but like, yeah. uh, you know, like those are everybody's favorites. So, but who, who knows? I'm kind of out of touch with X-Men because uh, I haven't—you know—as soon as Eminem stopped
0: drawing, I stopped kind of paying attention. Like, I still finished that whole arc. Oh, but. if you ever get into X Men again, man, just let me tell you for a fact: good luck. <laughs> this is just there's so much. If you're gone for a while, like a couple of years at least, you're you're playing catch up for such a long time. A few years, oh, yeah, God bless. Yeah. You know.
1: My buddy Austin, yeah, he's telling me right now. He's like keeping me posted on like what's happening. I'm like, Oh, that sounds amazing. But I was just like I can't. That's too much that's too much for me to take in at this moment. Yeah.
0: It's true. Well, it's true. So what I'm taking it as is that you basically got to work on almost everything you've wanted to work on. Almost. almost like all yeah. the characters that you like, Oh, I thought this guy was cool, you know, or, oh I read this, or, Oh, this character in Batman Anime series, or fine Batman himself. You know, you got to do it. Like that's some that's some goals right there, Matthew. Not gonna yeah, lie, I mean, that's serious goals.
1: I mean, Batman... I remember visiting WB in, like, 2008, I think. And um, hmm. I was like, hey, if you guys ever do Batman Hush, I'm available. I was, like, still in school. And they are like, we're not going to do Hush. We already did... Uh,
0: Lies! I think,
1: And they were like, we already did Under the Red Hood, right? And,
0: yeah, And so good. they were like, we're not going to do that. And Batman Hush was being worked on while I was doing Young Justice
1: Season 3, and I was bummed because I couldn't do Hush. And I was like, fuck, I love Hush. Um, I oh, love this comic. And yeah. I knew... What they are gonna do to make Hush different than the comic? And I was like, I really want to be a part of this, and it just it couldn't happen. Just you know, and so just for someone to be like, damn, he got to work on everything. I'm like, no, 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 no. There's definitely things that I really wanted to be a part of that I couldn't do. You know,
0: so yeah, we I, we all have those. We really there's always that few like, if I don't ever get to work on Marvel or DC, will I be mad? I won't be mad. I'll be kind of disappointed. You know, like, but, you know, still in a career and such right there. Like, uh, one of those properties of anything, either in film and comics, like, doing so much, maybe one day. But you just, and especially as a voice actor, too, an actor. But, you know, this is one of those scenes where you look at it like, you. you there's going to be always that, like, that got away. Like, like, the love of your life got away. Or, like, you know, this love got away there. Like, there's stuff you still want to do. But, one, you're extremely young. You can yep. definitely have the time to do it. Because who knows what they're gonna do in the future? Maybe Hush comes back in something else, and like uh, he pops up every now and then. So I think the chances of you working on Hush are pretty great.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I mean that sp- particular story they got done, I would love to do. But you know, there's there's definitely yeah, who knows? You know what I'm saying? Like um, who knows? I feel like DC's kind of jumped into the catalog and, and done all their biggest hits, mm-hmm. and so I think you know whatever they do now it would be cool for them to explore certain things and you know if exploring hush is one of those things then i'm like yo i'm more than open to you
0: know be a part of that here's a character oh, no. there's a character and i want to know if you remember this guy because if i ever work on like a batman title which my luck would have to be superbly more great than it is these days but there's a villain and he's not, he's like a d-lister at best but he's a mobster dude and you can easily do him is great white shark
1: I feel like he showed up somewhere. Wasn't he in in Bwewa the Batman? I feel like Great White I Shark was in think, there. I or think at least he brave was and the Bold.
0: Yeah, Brave and the Bold. I think he was in there once or twice. Mm-hmm. But you could make him so. You could do him in Batwoman. Like he's just so cool, and I think he's so underused. Like a mobster that turned psycho because of Arkham, and turned himself into the human shark dude because yeah. he got frozen by Mister Freeze a little bit. Like he encompasses so much of the mythos, and is a whole new mythos himself. Yeah. This is so much... Ah, I want to write for him so bad. I really do. I don't know what it is, but that character, like, Mr. Freeze? Nah, Great White Shark. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's really weird. It's one of those out there ones. But, man, we are coming near the end of the episode. We're almost at like an hour, and our time right now of the recording is like 8.30, so, and I don't want to keep it too late. But um, I gotta ask. It usually ask this to some people and whatnot, but do you have any advice out there for artists? Because I'm not joshing you on this I've had people ask me like oh or people tell me like they want to be storyboard artists and what to do like because I work in film they ask like how do you become a storyboard artist and stuff so apparently it's actually a wanted job believe it or not man that's crazy because I didn't feel like it was when I was in school um but um is the question how to be a storyboard artist well not like how to be but like any advice you know like advice you could maybe Uh, give to like artists that maybe want to be storyboard artists or anything like that but um yeah
1: so uh one is um build solid fundamentals artistically so like you know uh life drawing i mean it, so we're all not at a point right now where we can do life drawing classes so i mean there there's uh youtube videos of people that kind of have like you know they'll do a post for like two minutes or something on, like it exists on youtube Our, there's places online where you can find that And i think you know doing those will help every artist so just build a strong uh foundation with your anatomy uh study shot compositions and ask the question as to why that shot is the way it is so um there's a there's a you know a little thing that some certain storyboard artists do is they'll watch the movie press pause draw up the scene you know and then play the movie and so when it cuts to the next scene they'll draw that scene out and and then you know, to try to understand why they make these uh, creative choices. And so, you know, figure out what your favorite movie or TV show is and and do that and and try to understand. Um, And that's going to help because it's all about, you know, telling the story visually when it comes to storyboarding. And, you know, if something, you know, if someone's isolated or is feeling isolated, what type of shot are you going to show, right? And it's always kind of like someone being tucked, you know, someone being small, tucked away somewhere. Uh, if someone is feeling really angry about something, alright let's, let's think about Scott Pilgrim for a second. There was mm-hmm. that scene where uh, I think Scott was seeing Knives and Ramona coming out the bathroom, and we're like, yeah. oh, shit, we know this is bad, and what does it do? It, like, it trucks in on his head and shows him kind of thinking about it. And so you just, I think Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is an amazing film to, that everybody should watch and study. And, and even listen to Edgar Wright. You know, if you have the Blu ray, because there's like multiple commentary tracks on there where they're oh, talking oh. about, yeah, talking about storytelling. Know. So I think, you know, those are the things that you, you could do. Um, don't be discouraged um, and don't compare yourself to other artists. Um, yeah, that's and what I mean by that is, you know, don't draw something and be like, man, my Batman drawing size is This person's Batman drawing. It's like everybody is at different levels and, and at different paces animation and i think the film industry is that uh,
0: you're you know it's a marathon right like oh, everybody's yeah. at a different place trying to
1: get to the finish line so yeah. um you know you just have to keep drawing draw as much as you can i'm not saying draw every day i think that's ridiculous but if you if you know sunday you don't feel like drawing, don't fucking draw you know like i try not to draw on the weekends you know that's that's the thing i that's do good. i'm drawing my ass off monday through friday saturday and sunday is for me You know, uh, and that's just to relax and reset. And so I think that uh, there, I think, you know, back in the day, or just when I was, you know, coming up, you know, there was this notion of like, you have to kill yourself if you want to be, you know, here. And it's like, no, that's not true. You know what I'm saying? Like, if anybody listening, following the NBA, there's low management. There's players that are like, yo, I'm not playing this game because I'm tired. And I'm trying to prep myself for the finals. I'm trying to prep myself for, you know, this or that. And, I didn't know that coming in. And uh, I remember there used to be days that I'd be like up until like four in the morning until like Saved by the Bell came on on like TNT or TBS and I'd be drawing. And that's not sustainable because you're going to feel those effects once you do get in the industry of all those late nights of drawing. So I, I would say fuck all those late nights.
0: Um, well, I, I agree with but... that. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm hearing all this and I'm like, oh my God, he's preaching it. Matthew, keep preaching it, man, because you're telling the truth. <laughs> it, you know, those breaks are important. We talked about it before, before the recording of like, being a little bit down days you know like current events it's exactly the same thing as that if you don't take those breaks you know your brain needs a rest despite what people think oh you can always keep working you can't but somehow jim lee the goddess the goddess the god artist that he is (laughs) the god artist uh, it's late ton twisters um but the god artist that he is he's been doing that like 60 day challenge every day he has a new art piece up for charity for comic book people right now like Holy shit, I don't know how you do that, but he he can do it. I don't know how yeah, he does he can do it. he do it. He's a machine. Yeah, he seriously he is. Oh, Lord. Uh, But he can do it. Fair one. But to take a break, I think, is so necessary. Like, do I write every day myself? No. No, you can't do that because it would absolutely kill you. Because one, also, you need to focus on yourself, you know? Check yeah. yourself before you wreck yourself. That saying has meaning. It's not just funny. Yeah, it means something. Yeah. Man, you... Matthew, I can see you teaching a class.
1: That'd be weird.
0: Why would it be weird? <laughs> How would it be weird? Come on.
1: I'm a, you know, my
0: mom... So my mom's
1: a teacher, so I'm just oh. like, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm saying I following her footsteps. Um... That's, that's the only reason, you know, my mom's a teacher. My grandmother, you know, was a teacher of recipes. Uh, so it just, uh, it'd be weird to be like, you know, to, I think I went one direction and I end up being in the same direction as them.
0: I mean, but one class know, can not a, hurt. I'm not opposed to that.
1: I definitely have gone to schools and give talks. This, you know, same advice that I kind of just gave over here without cursing is the same advice I, I give to, you know, the students when I talk to them. So the less animation. fun
0: one is what you're talking about, Matthew? No, i <laughs> <laughs> to, to a degree. I got <laughs> a little
1: bit more creative, you know, when I give these speeches, so.
0: Fair enough. I mean, those, those talks at schools, man, I gave one, maybe two of those for film stuff, for like designing and building sets and all those stuff, and I gave a couple talks for those. Yeah, they're so fun. They're so nice. It's it's fun, but weird. weird. You're right. It is weird. It's weird for me just because like, I didn't figure, no one in my family's ever done it, but your sense, yeah. I could imagine you're like, hey, look at this. I did it. And like they're all critiquing you on it, like, well, son, what did you do here, Matthew? Did you do, talk about it? No. No. Well, that's a failure right there. Like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. I just don't tell him, you know? You don't? Just, oh, God. That, yeah. That's you, you mischievous little one, Matthew. <laughs> I like yeah. it. That's a good way to do it. It's like, eh, yeah, just don't tell him. Yeah. Well, man, thank you for coming on the show. And y- where can people find you? This is like the business. I call it the business side of things. But do you have social media where people can find you or anything or a website? Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, So I have... A Instagram account, and my name on there, I mean, I got it at the time before I even was in the industry, and I wish I could, I mean, I could change it, I guess, but, so my Instagram handle is Matthias, so that's M A T T H I I A S B, 44, I believe, or it's Matthias B., it's that's terrible that i don't even know my own instagram handle
0: that's but, fine <laughs> it's, it's, better, it's better you don't let me tell you
1: it, i think it's matthias b so you can find me on instagram and then if you do find me on instagram click the link in my bio i uh teamed up with some of my animation uh friends and co-workers to make a coloring book for anyone who's bored during quarantine so um, really. Yeah. And so it's on there. It's twenty five, twenty six pages. And, you know, I have all, you know, Phil Barasa, uh, Chris Copeland, Chris Palmer, uh, Matt Humphreys, Jeremy Pogar, uh, Brianna Garcia, my good friend, uh, Diana Ling, uh, George Gibson. I have a lot of, a lot of cool people, a lot of dope artists that work in animation and, and comics, um, doing that shit and so if you need an activity um, to do or if you just feel like coloring uh, it exists Um, I got some good news from a friend Uh, they're sharing that uh, coloring book across 20 schools in the US county and 5 overseas networks and um, they're gonna provide it for uh, has activity packs to certain families as also uh, so it's you know go check it out and you know hopefully I can release a second volume so that link is in my Instagram bio um, I would give the website but the website is a really long winded name oh.
0: um, Fair <laughs> enough. It's, you know
1: it's through like Wix so it's like oh god on, uh, yeah then, you know, but yeah. yeah so if you go to Instagram and click the link in my bio you can download uh, the PDF and you know print it out and go crazy so um, so yeah, glad you
0: asked that question, dude. I like that. I'm, I, I'm gonna have to check that out because my sister's a big fan of coloring books. She's younger than me, and she's only she's only twenty, but she's she loves doing those adult coloring books. So definitely gonna check that out.
1: Yeah, I'll send you the link. I mean, it's easier for me to email you the link, so
0: I'll send that to you. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. it's easier. Than, it's easier than trying like, well, if you is the letter lowercase? Oh, well, like, it, it doesn't matter. But it's like two X's, and then no, yeah. you're fine. I shit the website to the show is long and I hate it but it's fine <laughs> I feel you I feel you uh, but yeah. yeah man well definitely thank you for coming on the show and you know you're welcome back anytime boss oh
1: thanks man uh, yeah any, anytime you just hit me up um, you know this, you know, I, you know, obviously we're in a in a position where, you know, we can do this.
0: You it's know? true. It's so, <laughs> very it true. Yeah. it kind of worked
1: out. You know, it sucks to be in this position, but it works out for this show
0: today. Yeah, and it's it it does, and you know, we we get busy, we try to make ourselves busy and shit like that. But there was um before I let you, I'll tell you is there was I'll put it on a record because this guy Mark Bernardin, said this on uh, one of Kevin Smith's shows. Uh, Fat, Man, um, Fat Man Beyond. And he's like, you know, everyone's able to be a part of these conference calls now and be able a part of these meetings and stuff online because you can't say you can't make it because where the fuck you going to go? And it's like, oh, that's true. You can't say you're out because if you're out, they're going to yell at you and you're going to get in trouble. So where the are you supposed yeah. to be inside? Where are you going to go? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, no. But yeah. So final words, though, for everyone, as always, stay classy, fellow creatives.